Well, thanks so much for joining us on Cranford Radio. And we are setting a new world record for Cranford Radio tonight. We have the uh, many of the cast members, not the entire cast, but many of the cast members from A Chorus Line, which is going to be the next show performed by the Cranford Dramatic Club later on this month. We've got so many people here. I think the best thing to do is have everybody introduce themselves. Give us your name and what part or role, so to speak, you're playing, even if it's not on stage. Let us know a little bit of, of what you're doing. Michael, why don't you uh, start off since you're the uh, the director? Uh, I'm Michael Kidney. I'm the director and choreographer. Hey, uh, I'm Sean. Well, uh, I'm playing Zach. Hi, my name is Nicole Boscarino. I'm playing Cassie in a chorus line. Hi, I'm Kylie Francis. I'm playing Maggie, understudying Cassie, and I'm the assistant choreographer. Hi, I'm Nick Kalecki, and I'm playing the role of Bobby in A Chorus Line. I'm Tyler Telmage, and I'm playing Al DeLuca in A Chorus Line. I'm Gail Savios, and I'm playing Judy Turner and understudying Diana Morales. I'm Joe Leo, and I am producing A Chorus Line. This is a show that it would be hard for me to believe that many people who are listening to this would not be familiar with A Chorus Line. But Michael, maybe you can just give us a little bit of, uh, for those few people who have no idea what a chorus line is about tell us about the show if you would please well i think the ultimate theme of a chorus line is to tell the unsung story of the person in a chorus of a musical what's really brilliant about a chorus line as a show is that it was based off of a group of people who sat around one night and talked about their lives Things that normally, subjects that normally would not be talked about on stage or talked about in the show. And I think that's what makes it timeless and unique and special. It's 45 years old and it's still completely relevant today as it was in 1975 when it premiered. Nicole, let me ask you this question. All of you obviously are people who are performers, Doing this show where you're playing performers, does that make it a little bit special as opposed to, you know, another play, let's say, where you're you're being somebody that you maybe have no relationship to? Um, I definitely think that it maybe heightens the intensity of the feelings that you have during the show. Uh, we actually were having a conversation last night about how many of our feelings are mimicked as performers ourselves, are mimicked by the characters that we play, and also doing the show itself. So it's very special. We're telling our own stories while telling the stories of countless people who came before us. Now, one of the things I should mention is this show was scheduled to be put on back, I believe, in March of 2020, just before COVID shut everything down all over the place. Nick, you were one of the people who was going to be in that first show. What's it like coming back two years later to get ready to perform this once again. It really is spectacular to come back and do this show. The past two years of not being able to perform, I think affected me and a couple of other people who are in this cast that were part of the original cast. So it was just a bunch of waiting about when we were going back on and doing the show. When we got the call, it was very exciting for all of us to physically be in the theater, do the opening combination, and actually continue the rest of the show. Yeah, let me ask you a question, because the, the role that you're playing, you're playing Judy, and typically that is not played by a Latina actress. Is there anything that makes it 
different for you because you are Latina and you are playing this part. Well, it <laughs> it's funny because I actually had to kind of work, I guess, just a bit more overtime with Michael and be like, hey, how can I bring more of myself and my heritage? And, you know, I'm not the tall, thin redhead that Judy usually describes herself as. And so I guess, yeah, just working with Michael and also the support of my cast and like finding more confidence in myself and being like, no, I am a Latina. That means that Judy Turner in this iteration is a Latina. And um, it's really exciting because that just means it opens up the door to, you know, I don't have to be put into a typecast role. I can be anyone and I can be a Judy Turner. And it's a great experience. And I'm so grateful to Michael that he also helped me be like, no, like Judy can be Latina and we can give her that backstory. And although I don't have like a monologue talking about it, I do, we do this really fun pantomiming stuff and I, I've added a bit of spice, a bit of Latina heritage in there. <laughs> and so you'll have to come to the show to see exactly what I added. Sounds great. Sean, last time I talked with you, it was in December. And at that time, it was for Frosted, which you were one of the writers for. Is it nice having a little bit of a change of pace of going from being a writer to being a featured performer? Uh, I don't know so much about featured yet, but, um, <laughs> I, I will say, um, I kind of liked being a writer because once my job was done, I got to go home and have a nice glass of wine. Uh, this is a super, super athletic show, you know, knock wood. I'm in much better shape than when we started, uh, rehearsals. Cause this is, this show is work even though it, it seems like it's a lot of standing around. Um, it These numbers are very difficult. <laughs> getting them exactly right is a lot. Um, getting them to the level that they need to be because th this is iconic choreography. It's an iconic show. And you feel the responsibility. Um, I feel the responsibility personally. Like, I know I need to get this perfect because this is this is one of those shows. Um, so it's it's a lot more work, uh, but it's it's super, super, super rewarding work. Um, but yeah, it was it was much nicer to write a show and then then kind of hand it off and, and let 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 another director and another cast take care of it. <laughs> Kylie, you know, talking about uh, Sean's talking about all the work that's involved. You're the assistant choreographer on this show. Obviously, anyone who's familiar with the chorus line knows there is a lot of dancing with it. You have to help choreograph the show, but also be one of the performers as well. Tell me a little bit about what that's like for you. Yes, it's definitely a lot of work. Um, I was in a production a few years back, so I'm very much familiar with the choreography and the production. And there is a reason why Chorus Line is still put on everywhere. And it's the heart of the show. It's the choreography. It's the story we're telling. It's timeless. And it's the reason why we as chorus performers gravitate to it. It's because it's the story we want to be telling. It's, you know, our time to shine. And let me tell you, this cast is really putting in the work, coming in an hour early, leaving an hour late. And if we're not rehearsing on a day, they're rehearsing at home. We're literally sending each other messages. We're helping each other out constantly. And it is a group effort to 100%. You know, everybody's really been putting in the time, putting in the work, and you can tell they look phenomenal. Michael, let me ask you a, another question. Putting on or directing a show like this where many, if not most, of the audience members are familiar with the show already. They perhaps saw it on Broadway. Maybe they saw saw it on film, whatever the case may be. Does that present extra challenges as opposed to when a, a play is put on that 
maybe the audience is not as familiar with or less likely to be familiar with? I don't think so. I, I think because this show is so unique, even if you've seen it a hundred times or you know nothing about it, as an audience member, you should walk away connecting with at least one of the characters up there. There should be a storyline that you relate to. Uh, it's on, on a very human basic level. Uh, a lot of what is talked about in the show is things that every person could go through. Nothing aside from being on the chorus line is so specific that Mary off the street can't relate to it. Everybody's had a family issue. Everybody's had, you know, not everybody, but maybe some people have had problems with their parents. Uh, everybody's gone through puberty and adolescence and they know what that struggle is like. That's a huge, huge arc of the show. So I think whether you know it or not, you're going to connect to something on some human basic level. Nicole, in terms of being Cassie, uh, who is one of the leads, and I guess is, is if, if I recall correctly from seeing the uh, show, I saw it many, many years ago at the Schubert Theater. She was one of the older cast members. Is, is Am I accurate in remembering that? You're certainly not one of the older people that I'm seeing here on the, the screen. <laughs> Um, you you are correct in in saying that. Uh, yes, Cassie is one of the the older people on the line, if not the oldest person on the line. Um, she's usually thirty two. She doesn't say her age ever in the show, but based on just the history of the show itself, how old Donna McKechnie was, etc., around thirty two years old. And I mean, should I say my age? Is that a thing I should do? It's up to you. I'm, I'm 28 going on 29. I'm not so far off from 32, but thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I definitely feel 32 in my body when I'm trying to do what's, uh, what we're doing the show with the help of Michael and Kylie and the entire cast, um, because it kicking our butts for sure. 28 to 45. <laughs> One of the things that stands out in my memory for whatever reason about the show is how all of the cast members are holding up their headshots during the the show at a point. Did anybody have to go out and get a new headshot for this or did you all have have them handy and available? I had the most fun time. We were told to come in like 70s era dress up and like makeup and it was so much fun seeing everybody like tease their hair out I had like this ridiculous part and my hair was just like volume up the wazoo this really obnoxious blue eyeshadow I had blush like my cheeks were pink and the poses that we were doing it was giving very much JC Penny like <laughs> um <laughs> but it's so much fun that we had the opportunity Joe set it up we all said that we could have headshots taken there at the theater so we will have I guess era accurate headshot they look really really good so you're gonna be very happy with them when you see them i'm holding off let me ask you michael uh, right now we have six of the cast members on this podcast but the cast is much bigger than that what's it like putting on a show with so many cast members this is probably near the the maximum i think for a show at the cdc isn't it uh, if it's not the most, it's close to it. Uh, I mean, I think I, I've seen pictures of other shows that CDC has done where they've had plenty more people on stage, but it's 
we're talking like the music man where not everybody is a, you know, not everybody is a dancer in that show. So you could have featured dancers and, you know, a large singing chorus and a show like that. But with this, everyone on that stage dances. I have directed shows. I have choreographed shows with bigger casts, but not with this intensity (laughs) of choreography (laughs) and movement. And it's like twofold because we've also been working under COVID protocols. So everyone since we have started this rehearsal has been singing, dancing, acting, talking, sitting around in heavy duty masks. Uh, Everybody's been testing and everybody's just been really conscious about trying to keep everybody else safe. So I think that is the biggest hurdle that we have had to overcome over the past three months since we recast the show is really making sure that everybody stays safe and healthy and aware of their health and their bodies and keeping everybody else around them at a level of comfort and safety. That's been the biggest, I think, the biggest hurdle that we as a company have had to overcome. Tyler, you are making the commute from New York City to come in for this show. (laughs) Uh, A little bit of a trek. I don't know if you're driving or taking the train or how you're making that commute for all the rehearsals and then the shows once they are being put on. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what that's like. Oh, yes. It's it's quite a time. (laughs) There's six of us that like consistently are commuting in back and forth. Um, It's been a fun time of like figuring out the balance with New Jersey transit and figuring out like, wait, the stretch on the trains and the buses. But as a lot of us, last night we had a a nice large circle where we were just talking about a lot. And as we were saying, we were like, if there's a show that we would do it for, it's for a chorus line. And so like, it might mean having to add two hours onto like for the commute round trip um, multiple times a week. But like, it's worth it for getting the chance to put on this show after the hiatus that our industry took. Nick, let me ask you, uh, you know, you're the dance captain, uh, you know, talking about choreography, this is not technically part of the choreography, but how about the choreography of all of these cast members and the relatively small dressing room area that's underneath (laughs) the stage? How how does that all work out? It's tight. It's very (laughs) tight. It's tight when we're on stage. It's definitely tight when we're downstairs just cramming, listening to music in the mirror and Paul's monologue <laughs> when we have a break. But we make do and we're all very friendly. I have to say this is one of the friendliest cast I've been a part of. So we're always bonding, always laughing. So no matter how squished we are, we're still having fun. <laughs> well, Joe, let me let me ask the most important question in some ways. Mm-hmm. When is the show going to be on and how can folks get tickets? Well, we open on Friday, March 11th. Uh, show dates uh, continue on on the 12th, 18th, 19th. We have a, tw- a Sunday matinee on the 20th at 2 p.m. And uh, the last weekend is the 25th and 26th. Uh, all the evening shows begin at 8 p.m. Uh, masks are required for audience participation. Uh, we are not checking vaccination cards like other theaters, especially like Broadway houses. Uh, we just want to make sure that everybody at least keeps themselves uh, conscious that we're a small theater and we want to keep everybody uh, staying safe and healthy. So that's the one thing we were asking for. 
Tickets can be bought online at cdctheater.org, which is T-H-R-E at the end, not E-R. There are links right there. Uh, Tickets are available, but they are selling really well. Like we are in a, I'm like, oh boy, we're going to have sellout nights. So if you are interested in seeing this show, do not wait to the last minute because that's when everyone tends to hold out a lot um, until the last weekend. And they think, oh, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. But those are the ones that always sell out. So get your tickets, get them quick. They are, they're selling very well. So, uh, and it's general seating. So get there early and it is going to be worth it because I cannot tell you how impressed, blown away, amazed I am by this cast. It is so, it's such a, I mean, you think us sitting there every night, because they're getting to go up on stage and perform and play and do all these things and sing and dance, and which I couldn't do. Uh, you think <laughs> us sitting there would be watching it every night, be like, ugh, another again. No, I get such a thrill and charge out of watching it every night, watching Michael direct them and choreograph them and Kylie like shadowing him and being there and Nick and watching Nicole just flesh out this character and Sean, who's hasn't been on stage in two years and watching like Tyler and everybody from New York city, just putting in a thousand percent. It it's, it's brings such a joy. And I'm so proud of every single person, not just as the producer, but as president of this theater, it's, I can't wait for everybody to see it. So get your tickets soon. Now. We'll have a Gail. Oh my God, Gail. Well, let me tell you, not only is she killing it as Judy, but when she steps in as Deanna, it's like, Oh my God. Can we just have a couple nights for her? She's so damn good. <laughs> I love her. It's so exciting, especially after two years of this it's not just something we put together on the fly it's started in 2020 and we went through so much mike i used to say this michael and i we are the front line on this we have been through this from day one he and i on this and we have stayed true to this show and kept it honest and kept it relevant to even what we were going through today in this world and kept it really true to what this show was in its history. And I'm just incredibly proud. So of everybody on that line and behind the scenes. I am really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great show. I think it's going to be a great way to end the winter, hopefully. And this will be a great way to celebrate both the end of winter and hopefully the end of the pandemic. So thank you all so much for being a part of this podcast. Thank Thank you, you, Bernie. Bernie. Thank you.